0: Today on Krina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about success. What do you think it means? That's what we're going to find out. What do you think it means? What do you think it means? We're getting there, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Krina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're here to talk to you about ease. Meaning and joy for women at work. Yay! Yay! Uh, Kirsten and I are also recording this podcast on the lovely land of the Coast Salish people, forever and always, since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. How's that, sister? And today we are here to to talk about success, how we define it, what we care about, how we know when we're being successful. But before we get to any of that, Kirsten, you told me a hilarious story. I think that our lovely listeners would also find
0: hilarious. Are we talking about you being the youngest sister? Is that the hilarious story? Okay.
1: I don't know. There are so many. so many. You also talked about this woman,
0: Maria. Okay. We'll so, get like, to we, Maria. You, we, I don't know that Maria is hilarious. Maria is inspiring. Okay. We got some inspi- inspiration. We, we have, have hilarity, some hilarity and inspiration. Isn't that what we're all about? Hilarity. <laughs> Hilarity and inspiration. Okay, seriously, I am the oldest sister. So I have a younger sister. It's two of us. were were 22 months apart. And I had always assumed... Karina also has a sister. They're, what, 18, 16? 15 months apart. 15 months apart. They're so close together, for God's sakes. <laughs>
1: Poor mom.
0: Donna. Um, and I had just assumed that you were... The oldest sister, because you're like me, you're bossy. Like you're bossy and we're like, whatever, we're getting it done. This is what we're doing, this is what we're planning, we're doing this. And I was shocked to find out that you're actually the younger sister. Yeah, I'm the baby. I have to tell you, if you were my younger sister, there'd be a problem. Because occasionally my younger sister, who's super close to me in age, is like, she does older sister stuff. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, you I got need to back, back her down <laughs> to younger sister. It's tough because she's a lot to handle. Oh, my God. My sister Tony would say
1: the same thing about me, too. She'd be oh, just like, yeah. oh, are you kidding me? My my MO is just to let her go. It's way easier than having to fight fight. My,
0: my partner at the law firm, Sally, will often tell me that the reason she gets along so well with me is because she has a mean older sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, do, I believe
1: you think I'm the mean older sister. That is hilarious. Hey,
0: I have a lot of love for the mean older sister. I know, Please. exactly.
1: We can identify. Tawny uh, is also shorter than me, and she's a teacher. And I sometimes would go into her classroom for a variety of reasons, and she would always like loop her arm, you know, around my shoulder up and around my shoulder yes. and say, "This is
0: my little sister. sister."
1: And kids are always just like, "Wait,
0: what? That's the younger, so weird. The younger one is supposed to be shorter. How come she's so much taller?" So sweet. But also people
1: think I'm older because of my crow's feet and my flabby uh, skin under my arms. My sister's like rocking the health like you would not believe. She's beautiful. Anywho, that
0: that, is that was a hilarious story. But But it's also
1: funny how like, how did you not know You know, like, I feel like the other day, remember when I said something like, oh, yeah, I just came back from blah, blah. And you go, wait, what? How did I know that wasn't happening? I think I knew. I thought I knew
0: everything about your life. I thought everything. I think the honest truth is that I have known in the past that Tani was older and I have shut it out of my mind with my (laughs) massive powers of denial because it didn't fit with my view of the world.
1: Right. That's And we know
0: how we do that. I do. I'm not the the only one who does this.
1: No, that's no. so great. I'm going to actually repeat that sentence because that's. I, I feel like I do that on a daily basis. I'm sorry I knew that, but I shut it out with my giant powers of denial because it didn't <laughs> fit within the framework of the world that I
0: had established for myself. Uh, yeah, hilarious. So let's do the inspirational check-in. So I was at my book club reading a very interesting book called mouse graphic novel about mm. the um holocaust and uh Maria one of the members of the book club said to me she goes workplace hack and she lifts up her sweatshirt and she has a t-shirt on that says sorry not today.
1: Cuz remember
0: yeah. sorry no not today. Remember we said the biggest workplace hack is saying no. Say no. I was like ah <sighs> I almost forgot about that one. Oh. Thank you Maria.
1: Yes, yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um I and of course, we're you know, we're just dripping in feedback these days. I absolutely love it. I had a similar situation. A friend of mine, Jamie, sent me, who's a listener, sent me a photograph of everyone on her Zoom call with baby animals. Oh on there for pictures as a as a work so hack cute. too. I know. Who doesn't love baby animals? Do people actually listen to us? That's what's important. But amazing. I
0: also like it when they, you know, comment on social media. Yep. And of course, you get to work at gmail.com.
1: Oh, nice plug. Email
0: us because yeah. we just want to hear what you think. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you fact. could just go right from an episode into an email and then just <laughs> tell us what you think.
1: But if you want to try to sell me services like, oh, I don't know, secretarial services or a private personal assistant, could you not? I, I'm getting spammed by that stuff all the time. Now. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. No, not today. Anyhow. Okay. Speaking of Off to
0: success, speaking
1: of work, ease, meaning and joy and doing things we want to do. This was your
0: baby. You know, it big it, sister. I, I <laughs> did ask you, I said, I really want to talk about success. And the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I had this interesting conversation with a friend of mine who was talking about Uh, somebody we both know, and saying, Oh, she's so successful. She has a great business. It it does really well. You know, she's got a, you know, a great family life, and just all these great things, right. And she is wonderful. There's no question. But I looked at my friend. And I said, so you think that, you know, that's success to you, she goes, Oh, she's very successful. And I went through the litany of things. And I said Mm. that this, this common friend of ours does, would you want to do this? Would you want to do that? Is this important to you? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, then why do you think that that's success. success? I mean, it might be some kind of objective, societal success, but I don't know how meaningful that is to you. Like, why are you coveting something uh-huh. that you don't really care about? Uh-huh.
1: And so you that's what got me going. Yeah. And so you're yeah. And so you wanted to explore, like, truly, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. How do we define success for
0: ourselves? And why do we find and I guess it starts out with, you know, I think we're so often defining success by some objective measure that is decided by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that is such a trap.
1: Yeah. I you know, I have to speak my own from my own experience. I I have found that to be true. A hundred percent. In fact, earlier in my career, I feel like there were, I was looking at success as jo- like job success mm-hmm. versus career
0: success. Can I make that distinction for just Yes, you can, a because second? I was been wondering about this.
1: Um, I just write cryptic notes in our little uh the little outline that we use when we talk about these and i frequent it's always a surprise like kirsten will add her cryptic notes and i'm like ooh, i wonder what that means and i add mine so this is job success versus career success early in my career i used to think success was job well done so it was really task focused Mm. so i wasn't saying like success to me is you know having a six figure salary. It was more like on a daily basis, how do I know I'm being successful in my work? Mm -hmm. And it was, I, you know, by creating or producing or, you know, things, I did that thing. I ran that meeting. I wrote that report. I did that presentation later, as I got to be more of a leader, I it was really hard to find the daily measurements of
0: success. Because you're supervising other people and their work, you don't really have your own work. No,
1: and then I'm like, Well, is a successful day one that I could kind of clock out of at five o'clock? Is success my job success today? Um, like nobody cried in my office? I mean, I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And I and then I started thinking bigger and bigger about success in general. And I think it was a function of the fact that I couldn't start, I couldn't easily measure. There wasn't a quantifiable mm-hmm. way to measure my own job success. I had to think about it on the larger career. Like, am I happy? Am I doing the things I want to do, etc. So it's interesting because this notion of its success, I think what we're talking about today is more about career success, success as a, in your, in your big, you know, capital C career, mm-hmm. not success on a daily, weekly, monthly
0: basis or success measured by somebody else.
1: Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, and we want that larger capital C career success to be uh, comprised of things
0: you define. Let's talk about that, that objective versus subjective yeah. markers of success, which I think is really key to this whole concept. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you'd mentioned objective a minute ago, so mm-hmm. When you say objective measurements of success, what did you what did you mean when you were saying that?
0: So what I mean are things like title, salary, promotion, the things that people on the outside like typically see as markers of success. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of money. They have a high position. They supervise a lot of people. They drive a fancy car. Mm-hmm. Um outward markers of success. Title, Mm -hmm. salary, Mm -hmm. etc. Yes.
1: I read somewhere that objective measurements of success are frequently influenced by the people that are around you. Oh, for
0: sure. Which I thought that's my whole point. They're out whoever you happen to surround yourself with. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Who are you surrounding yourself with? I mean, I have I know people that that don't think $10 million of gross revenue in their company is a successful year and other people who would be wildly successful.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's interesting about objective markers is they're being, they they can, they're easily influenced by where you live, who you're around, Mm -hmm. et cetera, your community. And they're not, so they're not defined by you. We've talked about this in other episodes, in fact, when, and I think it was in reference to, um, sort of the contortions that women do to make themselves sort of quote-unquote acceptable to others to meet these molds well Mm -hmm. you know the game is always changing the mold is is not the mold is changing the benchmarks that you're meeting are external rather than internal so it's a setup from the get-go objective markers are set up from the get-go I just like to say the same thing I like to state we know this (laughs) We know this already, right? Okay.
0: No, you are signpost. Lady. I know you're the, no, you're saying, the yeah. markers. So, by the way, you are really here. You're really here right now, just to make sure you know we're right here. <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding me? It's very grounding. We do
1: this every episode. I'm going to stop. I'm going to have to start being so stop being so deprecating. But no, I was just saying, like you know, again, objective setup, not up to you, mm-hmm. defined by others, et cetera.
0: And so. When, one of the things that I found really interesting when doing the research for this episode, of course, you know, we love the Harvard Business Review. Oh, yeah. HBR. H-P- HBR. So great. So, what I f- was really, really interesting they had 25,000 graduates from Harvard's business school. And over a period of 20 years, they did a survey about how these folks define success. And when folks initially got graduated and got out into the market, their success was defined by objective markers, right? Like, yep. how much do you make? How was your promotion? Your job title? How quickly did you go up? What professional achievements did you um, um, acquire? achieve? achieve? Yep. What professional achievements did you What is the word for that? Um, Achieve. Oh, we cut that out.
1: No, I love it. I love screwing up. Yeah. And they found that men and women
0: of this were alike. Very similar markers. Very similar markers of success. But the thing that I love about this study is that 20 years later, Mm -hmm. entirely different measures of success. Yes. Yeah, so they asked the same question. Same How questions. do you define success mm-hmm. to the same group of people mm-hmm. who are now mm-hmm. old and mm-hmm. decrepit? And what'd they say? Very different things. Yeah. The things that they, their markers of success were subjective markers, like their personal happiness Mm -hmm. their family happiness Mm -hmm. how are they doing with balancing work and life Mm -hmm. what was how are they contributing to their community how are they helping others those were the predominant factors not how much money you made and i really wonder part of me wonders like did they go on that professional journey and did they decide that, oh, they accomplished the things they wanted to accomplish? Did they find those things weren't mm-hmm. meaningful? What was the reason for the change? And I, my belief is, Kirsten's just random belief is, is that as we do more self-reflection, as we have more experiences, we start to realize what really is important, mm-hmm. right? And I think like at this moment in time, I would take family happiness Over any increase in my salary, Mm -hmm. any.
1: But I also think, and and we read an article in the Harvard Business Review that talked about the study, but we didn't read the study itself. And I think that one of the things I'm also curious about is... You know, again, you're you're looking for causation. I'm wondering if it's also because you get to a point. If you're in your career for 20 years, we can make some assumptions about your financial security. Mm-hmm. So when you're early and just graduating and potentially even in debt, those objective markers are going to be more important to you because you have you don't have them. 20 years into your career, you may be more financially secure. You may not and may know,
0: be able to focus on those. Yeah, things money more. may not be mm-hmm. as valuable
1: to you. Job title may not sort of dictate do
0: agree with you that those initial um, financial needs are big drivers because of the reality of your situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's also interesting. The study calls out that, it, you know, and I think a point that we want to make in this show, which is it doesn't matter whatever you want to, however you want to define success is up to you. And it's going to depend on where you are in your life and
0: what's important and to what's you.
1: important to you. Mm-hmm. And there are certainly times in your life when money is the thing that's most important, and we know that you know once you reach, reach a certain economic threshold more money doesn't you know necessarily move the dial move the needle yeah move mm-hmm. the needle for you but this notion of subjective markers though, is is really rich for mm-hmm. conversation because again it's all of the other stuff that workers or people are looking for to tell themselves whether or not they're doing it they're succeeding
0: and there is an echo in those subjective markers in the things we talked about in the episode on future of the workplace, right? The, um, what we, you know, all all of the things that we were talking about for new generations of workers and what their expectations were about having work that is interesting and compelling and meaningful and having autonomy and developing new skills and mastering the current, the skills you have. It's interesting. When I was, you know, thinking about these subjective markers, I realize these are the things that make me the happiest about my work mm-hmm. that I have autonomy, that I can spend time with mastery, learning, um that I can do things that are meaningful. it's it was fascinating. I was like, wow, these are the things that make me that make me feel successful in my work, yeah.
1: I, I've been exploring this a lot too, from this perspective of now I'm nearly four years into doing consulting and even in the first year my measurement of whether or not I was a successful consultant wasn't whether I was doing meaningful work. It's whether somebody would frickin' pay me to do it. Mm-hmm. How many hours am I working? You know, how much right. am I able to bill? And, you know, and now I'm drinking from the fire hose going, you know what, I would like a slower trickle here. And so my, you know, work-life balance is
0: more of a marker for me. So, and you're very, you, you, you do get compelled by interesting work. Yeah, like I when I talk to you about your work, I can tell, oh, that's an interesting project. She's going to take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the cool thing, too. Like now I'm like, holy crap, that's really what success looks like to me is can I do this? And can I get can I do the fun juice? If I've said yes to a project in the last two years, it's because I really want to do it. Not because I feel like I have to. Mm -hmm. What like so so give us give me some more examples of subjective markers, though, Kirsten, can you can you think of any more? in
0: work obviously yeah so, yeah, so yeah. you
1: said autonomy doing good work I so think I mentioned work-life balance
0: some people like to be seen as an expert mm-hmm. and that's an interesting one because that is a little bit objective right mm, oh yeah Right. Actually, but at yes. the same time if you've become an expert that inside feels very good to have that level of mastery uh-huh. like some people really think that success is being able to provide mentorship to people yeah, like bring people up, do training, bring people along. Um, yeah, I recently
1: spoke to an accountant who said to me one of her big um, long term goals or, you know, work work goals is to teach accounting. Oh, that's really sweet. And so for her, success is going to be when she's in that place, you know, w- and I think she may have done it in the past, but when she's again in that place where she can teach. So- we have two people at
0: our law firm who teach at a collegiate level. As part of their, you know, it's just like extra work in their life. And I can see that. I mean, it's I'm like, they love that they they make a lot of sacrifices to be able to teach on the collegiate level in the areas that they're an expert in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that is the that's one of their markers of success.
0: I think it does give them this tremendous satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I think leaving a legacy. Yeah. And that was going to be another one.
1: And and I think about you, you know, you've put a lot of time and energy in thinking about how you want to do your work and how you want to be in this community. You're someone who's so community focused that it's, you know, admirable. Do you think about legacy?
0: I, it's interesting. I think about legacy and I don't. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're training for a marathon, you just do the runs. Like you can never really think about the 26.2 cause you'll never get there. Mm. But if you do the runs, you might just get to the 26.2. And I feel that way about legacy. Like I personally, I, I don't know if there will be a legacy. I have no control over that. It's after I'm done, but I want the work I do to be meaningful enough that it might lead to a legacy, whether it does or not, I'm not attached to, but Doing the work that is legacy work, that is what I'm attached to. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? I do. I understand this distinction. I'm trying to be clear about it, and I feel like I'm not
1: clear. I do. Do you want to say it a third time? Because I I liked that shit. You know I like to say stuff over (sighs) and over. I also think that like some people define success whether they're constantly learning or Mm -hmm. they're continuing to learn. Oh, that's
0: one of my big markers of success Mm. is that I'm curious and I want to always be learning. Yeah. And one of the things that I really... That makes me, this is a weird thing to admit. Oh, God, I love it. You ready? It. One of the things that makes me feel successful is when I can be provocative. Oh, oh. like ask a question, uh-huh. you know, bring up an issue, because I just want to mix things up just a little bit, right? <laughs> You're a pot stirrer. I, just a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and so much just like, just, I do want some systems to change, right? Yeah. So when I'm a little bit provocative, I'm like, ooh, I feel like I just got a little juice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to accept that about myself. <laughs> I love that. Oh,
1: my God. I love that. I also know one of the things about you, I think you don't necessarily uh, define success as is recognition.
0: No, no, I don't. In fact, yes, you're correct. Let's what just going to say? There. No, let's <laughs> hear it.
1: I just want to open up the door for
0: all I of these great stories. I can't stories. say it because it's almost like I'll be sometimes I feel like Even though there's certain recognitions that I have really so appreciated so deeply, I can't even stand it. I got the um, Humane Society Wags and Tails Award. I think that's what it's called, wags and tails, something like that, wags and paws. I can't remember. It's terrible. I can't remember one of my favorite moments mm. for taking care of animals, mm-hmm. right? For helping the animals. Mm-hmm. And so there's no question. But oftentimes I feel like recognition is a waste of time. Let's get on to the work. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a bitch. Total bitch. We just try
1: to give you an award here. Right. Um, and I'm like, let's get on to the work. You know what? One of the things I define success, and we do need to move on, but I love talking about me and you. <laughs> <laughs> hence the fact that we have a podcast my um one of the things i really like is two things i've realized are definitions for me are or markers are whether i feel like i can be trusted oh yeah i've talked about this a lot before right oh, like yes. how i work so hard to have integrity and you would you know you always say i'm you know I've got to be willing to apologize or say I said it or whatever. But I like, I want to say what I mean mm-hmm. in a way that people can hear and trust me. I don't want to ever have to worry that I said something wrong. Like, I want to be trusted and I work really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I I do like learning, but I like pushing success to me is pushing up against my boundaries of kind of my professional bound like the, what I know my knowledge boundaries mm-hmm. and then kind of overcoming which them. I consider mastery yeah like taking on I like taking on new challenging Challenges. things mm-hmm. that build on the work that I have done the next thing those are all so much more meaningful than more hours I can build on my calendar right, absolutely it's so crazy mm-hmm. so you know we're, our um Listener out there, you need to be thinking about what is this
0: list for you? What is, yeah. What
1: is this list for you? And how
0: can you find this list in your job?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great information about how to really, what's, and we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what some of the experts say about how to define your own personal success. And then, you know, obviously we've put some thought into our own tips for you because, should get real tips over here. For success. We've, no, for
0: defining your own tips success, for right? For success. really thinking fair, this through, fair. and that was kind of a joke. Tips for success, get it? Like success tips? I don't know. Okay, you don't get it. Okay, it's fine. Do- somebody out there, if you get it, <laughs> somebody comment on social media or email me if you get it, or maybe nobody does.
1: Um, I which love I it. can accept. Um, you can just write the. You can explain in the show notes what you meant there. <laughs> um, okay, so you have talked a lot about Carol Dweck. Do you, and of course, Adam Grant is somebody else that talks about the subject and and I've been listening to um, his podcast for a long time. What do you think that Carol and Adam would say about defining your own success?
0: Oh, growth mindset for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, we like to kind of dig into the science and this isn't like the hard science, but these are smart people who are talking about their, you know, collection of information, the work that they've done. And these certainly are people who've done their own research. But um, so what is it that you need to be successful? A growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Both Carol Dweck and Adam Grant would say that. Um, You know what? And I'm
1: sorry to interrupt, but I just led into this section saying we're going to talk about tips to define your own success. And you're saying. These are actually in order to once you do define it. Here's kind of
0: oh yeah. I I'm thought, just wondering. I thought you were foreshadowing the last phase no, of the podcast. No,
1: I think I screwed it up.
0: I Not well. You could, well, we'll just take a little U-turn.
1: Well, can you? We, yeah, will you U-turns? Because I think that you there's an interesting distinction to be made here. You're about to talk about what the experts say. Yes, are important. What is the In science order to, to be, be
0: successful? successful. Yeah. Right. What is this? What does the science say about being successful? What is it that you need? And you one of the first things is you need a growth mindset. And yes. I love this. Yes. The skills you were born with are not your toolbox. Yeah. We have developed the ability to do all of these things since we're born, since we were born and we can continue to develop that ability. So I think that to me, that was the big flashing neon light is I have a growth mindset. I can learn to do more. I can learn to do different. I can learn to do better. All of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this one so much. And this is Angela Lee Duckworth. This is her research. Your IQ doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of research out there showing that IQ is not as big an indicator of success as folks think. Yeah. So which I God, am I grateful for that? That's right. Because it will. Yeah. um. (laughs) Because it just says to me, like, I don't think I'm not I mean, I'm smart enough. Right. But I don't think that's my primary best skill. I think my primary best is like working hard, learning, being open, being willing. And that is so I read this and I was like, Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah.
1: Grit over IQ. Yes. Like
0: that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Passion, perseverance, yeah, tenacity. Yeah.
1: So once you yeah, so once you define your success, being have having all of those qualities is more important than being the smartest person mm-hmm. in the world or mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Um, and also, like you said, having a growth mindset and being willing and able and understanding that you are your the captain of your ship. You get to decide. You're the
0: master of your destiny. You get to. The mass dress. <laughs> There you
1: have I don't know. Is that a word?
0: We're making it one. Okay. I love that.
1: You get to define your own success. You get to work towards it. You get to learn, grow, you know, build your skills, et cetera. You also need a measurement system. And, you know, we have spent a lot of time talking about goal setting and setting intention and really thinking about where you're where those markers are for you. And just having a goal or measurements, you know, just having a goal isn't enough. It's not mm-hmm. the only thing. It, it's the practice of revisiting what you're shooting for and adjusting and make, you know, making sure that you're making forward progress.
0: And tracking your progress, and track, you love that. You're such you, a I'm data a, queen. I'm a tracking. I'm an obsessive tracker, and it it helps me from creating a different reality than one that <laughs> exists, right? By telling myself stories, but it is interesting to me that tracking is a fundamental part of success. Mm-hmm. How are you going to track whether you're successful or not, and along the way?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's. So it's, you know, when I think about when I said um, help organizations set goals, it's like you, the goal is the thing that's way out there in the distance. The thing we're going to track are the steps mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about the goal, mm-hmm. the lo- where the goalpost is, and what are the biomarkers along the way.
0: For me, it was, and I think I've talked about this in the show before, these are my 15 top clients I don't have that I want. Mm-hmm. And I worked on that list for 10 years, mm-hmm. and I could just check them off. And sometimes I crossed them off because I was like, mm, I don't want them anymore. And, but that was very helpful for me to have that list of clients. Yeah. And I chose those clients based on the kind of business they were, the values they had, the kind of work they did, their reputation in the community, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a really great way to track my progress.
1: You know, I was wondering, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, what's hard, really a lot harder to track are some of these subjective things. And um, I recently had a conversation with a client who she's just overworked. She's work, 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 work. And so one of her subjective measurements is gaining, regaining some of her Mm work-life balance or having work-life balance for the first time in her lives. And I asked her in her life and I asked her, how are you going to know? How are you going to know you're making progress Mm -hmm. on this? You know, and we took a long time to think it through. And really what we landed on is, you know, can she not work weekends? Mm-hmm. You know, is her workload small enough that she doesn't have to work work weekends? Great. Mm-hmm. That's a measurement of success. Can she work only until five o'clock? Right. So can she l- limit her tasks to the confines of a
0: workday? That's exactly what I do. I have one of my habit trackers is, did I work eight hours today or did I work more? Yeah. And, it, yeah. That, and if I also don't have time to do the other things yeah but I do I agree with you completely what's the marker of that yeah
1: so the measurement the thing that she's shooting for is work-life balance mm-hmm. but the way that we measure it is a little bit easier to, to quantify one of the things I always want is like I just want to be happy right like I want joy in my life mm-hmm. I want to be able to have time for it I want to feel joy when fun stuff happens I don't want to and what and a measurement for me is like kind of how pissy I am in a general like oh, interesting. honestly like I don't write it down I don't have a thing on my phone that says like oh yeah I had a bad that attitude today but for me a measurement of whether i'm achieving that is if i feel the opposite yeah it's if i feel generally mm-hmm. if yeah if i'm oh my god i just i can't i have no tolerance yeah you know what i mean i'm resentful yeah i'm slamming you know just the, the antithesis cupboards around of or whatever yeah. yeah so your markers can be anything or your measurements can be anything but yeah having them and thinking about them is great
0: okay so here's the other thing we say this i swear It's like a broken record.
1: All we do is repeat ourselves. But also
0: it's like a beautiful echo in a valley, too, Mm -hmm. because this is this is what the research says. Um, This is another Amy Cuddy piece of data piece. Knowing yourself. Yeah. We talk about self-awareness all of the time. Yeah. And of course, if you don't know who you are you're not going to know what you want yeah, and you're not going to be able to define success. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to pick somebody else's life and somebody else's success. And you're going to find yourself like on Mars. Yeah. 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 So you got to know yourself. Also, I found it interesting. um... And by the way, Oh, sorry. I just want to say, I just wanted to just follow up with this. This is the part of success that I think is really important at work. And it goes back to my conversation with my friend about, Um, that's very successful business. There are some, quote unquote, societal markers of success that we don't that some of us don't want. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I love my job. I love what I do. I love my clients. But I really like the intimacy of my work. Mm. I don't want to not talk to my clients every day. I don't want to have six lawyers who do all the work. And I'm just Finding other clients. That's just not meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And if I was gonna build a bigger practice, that's what I'd have to do. So I don't want the bigger practice. Mm -hmm. I want the intimate practice. Yeah. And that's what I mean by knowing yourself, right? I just need to know that I don't want that big practice. I want that intimate practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Sometimes
0: it's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not good for me and sometimes for other people to be bigger. Yeah. We always think bigger is better. and, And I just More and more I'm thinking, "Mm, no, God,
1: I've, I've always, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah. In fact, I think about that with my consultancy too. Like there's a, I, there's no, I don't want to reach the tipping point where I'm hiring help. I don't want to hire help. You want to do the work. I want to do the work unless someone wants to do my invoice. (laughs) We've already talked about that.
0: You know what I mean? But I don't want to hire
1: other consultants who work for Mm -hmm. me. I want
0: to Mm -hmm. do, this is the reason I'm doing it is because I want to keep things manageable and personal. So what we just talked about were things that have a have scientific research, the backing of smart people who say these are the things that that are necessary for success. Okay. Now, I think you and I, you know, have been sitting around. We got our own having ideas. Some brown liquor, some thoughts. drinking tea, oh, whatever God, we've been doing. Why did we not pour brown liquor? OK, go ahead. And we have come up with a list of things that we think are important, helpful to success. Yeah.
1: And I think the first one we've already talked about. We've hammered on it a couple of times, but truly, it is don't compare yourself mm-hmm. to others. And just be really overt about that. What you want is what you want, and that and it doesn't have to be what that person next to you. Wants, you know. And it's it's tough when you know, sometimes it 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 requires again some of these things that science tells us. You know, some self assurance knows it requires knowing yourself. It requires um, kind of setting your own charting your own course. But please, for the love of God. Don't compare yourself to others. What are you laughing about? For the love of
0: God, don't compare yourself to others. (laughs) Why is it so funny? You were cracking up. I was just cracking up. I just think, yeah, it's kind of the fundamental part of the show.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I have to restate. Uh, Can I just talk about comparing myself to others, though? I just (laughs) wish people were here because, first of all, Kirsten just came over. We both worked today. She came over in her beautiful like black leggings and this like luxurious black shirt over which she's wearing I'm sure it's like boiled wool beautiful red thing she's put together she's an (laughs) attorney she looks good and she comes over to my house and I'm literally wearing I'm not joking bare feet a pair of shorts and a tank top lucky I had a like got a bra on for the day <laughs> and years ago I would have like ha- I would have thought about like oh my goodness Kirsten's coming over I better like shine it up like you know what I mean not like you're gonna judge me but I would compare myself to to you and be like this is the way we do this we gotta roll you know I gotta roll like this I gotta sh-. now I'm like sorry why would you do that I don't know I
0: want to thing- he- I'm heeding my <clears throat> own advice I'm gonna say I get that because when I used to show up at my kids' games, when the, when the, most of the moms that were going to the games or picking up after school were either part time workers or they weren't working, and I would show up at in those days in my suit, my pointy heels, you know, and yeah. I was like a, a alien, <clears throat> you know what? I was walking across the soccer field, and my the heels yeah, on my sinking. pumps were like I was like aerating the grass along the way, <laughs> right? And I was felt like such a weirdo, and I think that experience help me let go of, of my appearance. Mm -hmm. You would think, Oh, well you were all dressed up. And I was like, no, but it was weird and not socially appropriate. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, screw it. And so I do feel much better now about letting that go because I realized how futile it was to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not comparing.
1: Yeah. Don't compare. Also, we did talk about measuring success, but really thinking about it on a long-term basis. We're not talking about job by job or task by task. You know, when you're measuring, when you're setting your sights on success, it's a long game.
0: And it's interesting. One of the things that I read, and I'll put it in the show notes, but talked about trajectory. Mm. If you have a trajectory that is just even slightly increasing, over time, that trajectory gets pretty significant and pretty dramatic. yeah. And so I like to think about that. And sometimes like when I'm working on health things or lifting weights or whatever it happens to be, and I don't feel like I'm making a lot of progress forward, I always think to myself, ooh, but I'm not going backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so but just being able to see over time where you're going to get yourself. Yeah.
1: Can I offer two stories along that? They're super quick story. One is I read one time and this is about health rather than but I I think it makes the point. Um, Five grapes a day is one pound a week. If you eat five extra grapes, five grapes a day over your caloric inter- intake, I think you'll gain a pound a week, a month, a month a, month, a pound a month. <clears throat> so that's I've what heard you're that, saying, a pound a month, right? Yeah. So that little, like the little things you do matter, right? Mm-hmm. The little choices you do matter, and I've built a lot of structures and houses with my husband, and I and we think I think about that with measuring. If this thing down here that's 10 feet long is off by an eighth of an inch at the beginning, by the time you get to the end of that 10-foot board, you're off by four inches. Yeah. And, you know, and again, that's what we're—that's the trajectory. It's like on a long scale, little by little by little matters.
0: And I think it's so important to take that long-term approach to success. Yeah. You're not going to get that big six Very rarely. Are you going to get that big success hit every day? No. I can't imagine who would get that. No. It's more like all of a sudden, after how much time, you have success. Yeah.
1: You look back and you realize you're at the end of that 10-foot board. That
0: thing that mm-hmm. you've set your direction towards. Yeah.
1: Which also, I think, you know, harkens to this other thing that we, this other tip we thought about, which is really expect things to change. Right? So. Oh, my gosh. You can't be measuring every day Mm-mm. because things are going to be in, you're going to be in transition. And this isn't linear, right? Success is not linear. You're going to have good moments and bad moments. And it's to get, you know, all com- going to combine. God, I have no idea. I feel that's like am no, over here talking
0: babble. No, you're babbling <laughs> no. at this point. No, you've got That's exactly right. But it's there's this other piece of it for me on change, which is we can also change our success. Like, for example, with my list of clients, I changed my success by taking some of those folks off and adding others. Yeah. So I think that that's a really important part of success. Don't be going after something that doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Yeah, yeah,
1: and also, yeah, exactly. I think that's good. Um, and embrace failure. I mean, you may you may
0: identify that you may Go have back ident- to the podcast on failure. Oh yeah, I really have to say I like, I love talking about failure. It is just part of. Well, first of all, every day for me, in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> and I just keep have to say to myself, I just keep embracing failure because it leads to opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, and opportunity to do some of the things you want, like learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other things you want to add? Uh, offer.
0: Okay, I'll take us back to. I think trust our tr- trust your gut. Yeah, I think that intuitive knowledge mm-hmm. is really important about success because I think sometimes the way we feel inside when we can really get in touch with that helps us resonate our way to success. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I I do? I do. Like I think about this, I'm going to tell this story. So I was looking back at a video, a family was a movie. It was a home movie. And I was with my grandparents and I was like all over them. I was like, my, I was two and my hands are in their hair and I'm like rubbing their face and I realized, oh my God, I've always loved intimacy. Mm. I've always loved to be close with people. And that is one of the reasons that I have stayed with my practice the way it is. Because not that I want to, you know, rub my client's faces, (laughs) but I'm like, I just really love being in those kinds of situations. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It resonates with me, something in my body. That was there when I was two and that is still there today.
1: Yeah. And that's, in this case, trust your, your gut. gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did a great episode about that, too. Again, throwback to another
0: episode. And a really good listener forum, a listener session, yeah. getting feedback from listeners. Yeah.
1: And it is true. What you want, you know, in your body. You really can mm-hmm. feel it if you're tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. is you know, kind of leads to this self-awareness thing that we've been hammering and hammering. And, if you would only listen. If you would only listen, we would not have to tell you what? over and over you mean, again.
0: I have to hear things more than once, Creena, no, to get it? I'm talking to our listeners. Um,
1: okay. I thought and you were just talking to no, me. No, and so, you know, again, those are all ways to help you be successful, define success, you know, in whatever way you define success. There are some key, some interesting questions though, that, that other experts in this field, you know, suggest we ask ourselves and, you know, some of them are what you would expect, right? Just ask yourself, what do I want? Or what is, what do I want for my health, my family, my, you know, free time, my whatever. Right. And, and again, write those down. What does meaningful work, work look like to you professionally? Um, Where do you currently spend your day? Where do you want to spend your day? Where do you have Remember when I Marie
0: Kondoed my life? Yeah this is like the Marie Kondo in your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My one, remember when I left my big job and then started a consulting firm? Well, that interim period between the two, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, and I kind of thought in terms of two circles that came together in a Venn diagram, I wanted to do the work in the center of the two circles where one circle said, what does the community need? And the other circle was, what am I good at? Mm -hmm. And that's where I found this consulting. And again, it required some time and energy energy and focus to really ask myself some critical questions and think it through. What do you think it's worth thinking about things like what specific numbers like what what's my finance like what are what what's. Oh, I love specific goals like my definition of, you know, financial security wellness. or financial success, financial
0: wellness. How much do you want to save? How much debt do you want to pay down? You know, uh, yeah. you know, how many cups of coffee are you going to actually buy? By that you know what i mean all i have done those things at various times in my life i think they're super helpful and have really gotten me to a place of where i i know i have the occasional experience of really satisfying success Mm -hmm. yeah
1: because okay and and i think that's it too like by defining it you also know when you get Mm -hmm. there which is great which is great um boy this has been full of full of it just like always, just like, as we're just full of it. I, I, can I just say though, the one last thing for me is sell, so just celebrate, find ways to find joy, to celebrate your success. It, you know, it, even the, or your incre- like your incremental progress towards success. Cause it doesn't, it sh- you know, it's doesn't have to be that hard and miserable.
0: No, it can be fun. It can be fun. It can be interesting. It can be exciting. And, this is what I really want to say to every listener. You deserve success. Yeah. It's not like some weird thing out there only available for like the most successful entrepreneurs. It is really for every single one of us to figure out what our success is and to get there. Cause you're going to just get yourself some ease, meaning and joy.
1: And that's what we want out of work. There you have it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks Kirsten. Thanks for thanks, listening. Karina.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.
1: Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer. And Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork@gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening. <laughs>